0: 6th of september 2017 thank you so much for joining us and uh again because of uh, the beauty of CenturyLink not being able to uh have phone service or internet service to the studio uh since hurricane irma uh, we are brought to you by t-mobile hotspot i hope this all works out good today uh Leaves us a little bit deficient on uh, my end, on the technical end, but we are committed to bringing you this program each and every week, as long as you continue to support us. So this is Dr. Ron, ladies and gentlemen, and with us is Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry, and between the three of us, you have over 150 years of medical experience. Today, we're going to talk about magnesium and start a discussion about You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, offer your prayers and support. In terms of Hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria, Uh, Puerto Rico is pretty much devastated. Uh, I have a lot of friends there. I've only heard from one who happened to have a satellite phone. Yeah, so I really would appreciate your support and prayers for the for that island. Uh, although there's a lot of devastation here in Southwest Florida, there are still people without homes, uh, people relying on FEMA for the water, for hot food, uh, for the Chapin uh, Food Bank uh, to bring them some food and water during the day. The island of Puerto Rico is even worse because they were not in good shape to start with, and it's hard to get things across the ocean. So. Keep them in your prayers, and uh, if you see fit to give a dollar or two to any of the worthwhile charities, please do that. Uh, You're uh, helping a lot of people. With that, let me introduce uh, our two uh, co-hosts, Dr. Jeremy and Dr. Dan. Dr. Jerry, are you there, sir?
1: Yes, I am, uh, live and living and kicking.
2: I'm glad to hear
0: that. Dr. Dan, are you alive today?
2: I think so. I made it. Good afternoon. And uh, hello to you, Doug. You're always questionable on the live end, so that's why I'm asking. (laughs) Am I alive? Well, uh, yeah, I I got my electricity back finally after uh, 11 or 12 days, and you're still waiting for your Internet. That's unbelievable.
0: It's incredible. But, you know, in a typical show business tradition, the show is going on. And we're going to talk today about magnesium, right, gentlemen, and right. Uh, how it affects us. And I'm going to start out by rereading a opening statement I made on March 14th of this year. And I said, and we pro- I forgot that I said it, if supplements were superheroes, magnesium man, like rocket man, would be wearing a big M on his chest and would probably be the best one of all. So uh, I had magnesium man long before Trump had rocket man. And what would we'll he be <laughs> doing is going around saving countless people from sudden and unexpected deaths. And I'm going to bring you some uh, more information on that from Dr. Lundgren. So of all places, did an editorial on WebMD, which is owned by the pharmaceutical companies. You're going to, it's incredible what he wrote. So while magnesium performs hundreds of vital tasks throughout the body, none is more important than keeping your heart beating and being deficient in it, which is not an easy thing to determine with a blood test, I must say, can put your heart in serious jeopardy. In fact, not being deficient in magnesium may may be the most essential thing you can do to make sure that goes on. So... Did Carrie Fisher die from chronic magnesium deficiency or remember her sudden death at age 60? And that's a question that was asked by Dr. George Munberg, former editor-in-chief of the Journal of the American Medical Association and current editor at Medscape, and I'll read more about his comments later. And although he acknowledged that we'll never really know for sure based on what he's read about the circumstances surrounding her death He says she probably died of magnesium deficiency. Dr. Lumberg noted it's been long known that magnesium levels can trigger a range of cardiac rhythm abnormalities, including some that are potentially lethal. He also noted that this mineral is so powerful that magnesium infusions can actually quickly reverse cardiac arrhythmias. Yet, despite the crucial role magnesium plays in more than 300 And I I must say that uh, it's probably more like 600 metabolic processes since I wrote this. It's estimated that half of all Americans and two-thirds of teens are probably not getting the recommended daily dose of 300 to 400 milligrams a day. And I'm sure Dr. Jerry has something to say about what type of magnesium you you should be supplementing with. So, in fact, I said in, in March of this year, Four big ways that magnesium can help your heart keeping. Ticking is uh, that regulating your heart rhythm by keeping your heart muscle in sync with your heartbeat and preventing arrhythmias and palpitations. That's what, ha- that's what magnesium does. Magnesium lowers your blood pressure by easing the flow of blood and helping balance the blood vessels and blood levels of potassium and sodium. Okay, one study that I reported on found that blood pressure readings dropped significantly in patients who took a 450 milligram magnesium supplement a day, lessening the effects of congestive heart failure. Right, that includes both the arrhythmias and high blood pressure, and it can help with angina. That's just a few things it does. Okay, so Dr. Norman Shealy. He's an MD, and he's a PhD, and he's a neurosurgeon and pioneer in pain, pain medicine, medicine. He said, quote, every known illness is associated with a magnesium deficiency, and the, it's the missing cure to many diseases. Not only does magnesium help regulate calcium, potassium, and sodium, but magnesium is essential for cellular health and is a critical component of over 300 biochemical functions in the body. If you go ahead and and look at um, uh, some of the work of Dr. McCullough, he will actually say it's probably uh, closer to 600 uh, 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 functions that my knee is is, uh, involved in. So So let's just split it. But it's involved in a lot of functions of your body, okay? Even glutathione, you've heard that name here a lot. Dr. Jerry mentions it. And what is it? It's your body's most powerful antioxidant. In fact, it's been called the master antioxidant, but you know what? It requires magnesium to make it. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, most people are not aware of this, and millions suffer daily from magnesium deficiency without even knowing it. So it's a really critical enzyme. It's critical for your heart function, and uh, and guess how guess how you get rid of I guess guess why we're so deficient in it as Americans. Well, the number one is soil depletion and GMOs, genetically modified organisms, and the chemicals we have talked about on this program for the past year, the glyphosate, etc. As minerals are removed, stripped away, and they're no longer available in the soil, the percentage of magnesium present in the food decreased. And guess what you've heard on this program leaky gut, well, digestive diseases like this can cause malabsorption of minerals, including magnesium. And you know what? That, that puts hundreds of millions of people not absorbing their nutrients. So it's not what you eat that's important, it's what you absorb that's important. And as we age, our mineral absorption tends to decrease, and so the probability of having a deficiency increases right across the board. And who doesn't know someone not taking uh, one of the proton pump inhibitors? Chronic disease and medication use is at an all-time high. In fact, part of our discussion on heart disease is that the United States represents just 5% of the world population. Yet, ladies and gentlemen, we consume 50% of all the drugs made globally. More about that at a later time. So, should you worry about it, about being deficient in magnesium? Well, it depends on your risk factors and presenting symptoms. And I'll give you those. But approximately 80% of people have low levels of magnesium. So I would say that your odds are that you are low in magnesium. And guess take note of this. Only 1% of magnesium in your body is in your bloodstream. So often you can have a deficiency, and it will not even be discovered with a common blood test. So I'm going to go through some symptoms uh, of magnesium deficiency, uh, and then we'll talk about some foods that have that are high in magnesium, and then we'll bring our co-hosts in. So I would say number one in, in uh, the elderly group is leg cramps as symptoms. of adults and seven percent of children, believe it or not, experience leg cramps on a regular basis. And it's more than just a nuisance, okay? But magnesium's role in neuromuscular signals and muscle contraction has been studied and the researchers have observed that magnesium deficiency is often the blade. Rest of leg syndrome, how many people have you heard have that? Magnesium deficiency. So to overcome both leg cramps and restless legs, you'll need to increase both your magnesium and potassium. And, you know, we hear a lot about sleep and insomnia, getting up frequently and so forth. Well, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, magnesium deficiency is often a precursor to sleep disorders such as anxiety, hyperactivity, and restlessness. It has been suggested that this is because magnesium is vital, for GABA, gamma aminobutyric acid function. It's it's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. It's a a substance that calms your brain down, okay? That would be a a reason to try magnesium supplementation. And fibromyalgia, muscle pain. Well, there's a, a publication called Magnesium Research, and they examine the role of magnesium in fibromyalgia symptoms and uncover that increasing magnesium consumption reduced pain and tenderness and also improved immune blood markers. Anxiety. As magnesium deficiency can affect the central nervous system, remember that GABA cycle, that that calming cycle? Its side effects can include irritability and nervousness. You may need magnesium. High blood pressure. Magnesium works partnered with calcium, They Calcium, magnesium, potassium—all in, in a nice symbiotic relationship to support blood, proper blood pressure. So when you are magnesium deficient, often you are low in calcium. That tends to have hypertension, have hypertension or high blood pressure. Studied in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, 241,000 patients. Okay, that's how they came up with that. Type two diabetes. We're gonna talk more about that too, because that is on the list of things that can cause inflammation and what we have to talk about why we see so much of it and it's because of the millions of people on statin. But one of one of the four main causes of magnesium deficiency is type two diabetes. Okay. The UK researchers uncovered that of the fourteen hundred adults they examined, low magnesium levels were ten times more common with new diabetics, and 8.6 times more common with known diabetics, might be a cause for you to talk to your healthcare provider and supplement with magnesium. How about if you're not feeling good, you're tired all the time, low energy, weakness, fatigue, symptoms are, are they are symptoms also of also magnesium deficiency, chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay, you may need to supplement with magnesium. How about if you're 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 You have migraine headaches all the time. Magnesium deficiency has been linked to migraine headaches due to its importance in balancing neurotransmitters. It's studied and reported on. Osteoporosis patients have been reported on. The average person's body contains 25 milligrams of magnesium, and about half of that is in the bones. So it's important to realize, especially for elderly who are at risk of bone weakening, Okay, but in a a journal called Biology Trace Element Research, they uncovered that supplementing with magnesium slowed the development of osteoporosis. Okay, so you might be at risk if you have GI complaints, if you're a diabetic, if you're struggling with alcohol dependence. So uh, along with the drugs and what happens normally and and our poor soil, uh, you probably need to supplement with magnesium. So before I, since I'm, I don't want to take over the whole program here, but I want to talk to you about how to supplement and the top foods that have magnesium, but I'd like to get our guests' uh, comments on this. Uh, Dr. Jerry, let's start with you. Uh, well, you know. Comments?
1: Well, the comments are you did a fantastic job, uh, you know, overview uh, for our listeners. But another interesting thing is that magnesium helps to prevent kidney stones magnesium in b6 helps keep the oxalate in solution so they don't precipitate out causing you know uh, the severe pain of kidney stones and that's simple so anything dark green will have magnesium in it and it's you know i don't know if you're going to be mentioning the different food sources yes but yeah, but you know pumpkin seeds yeah pumpkin seeds are loaded with uh, magnesium uh spinach you make sure you want to boil it so you don't you know, have the oxalic acid, which, uh, you know, binds it, Swiss chard, uh, and, and dark chocolate. That's why women, you know, during their PMS, their menstrual cycles and all, they love dark chocolate because it's high in magnesium. Uh, black beans, quinona, halibut, almonds, cashews, mackerel, avocado, and salmon. You know, these natural foods have your minerals in a perfect balance bound to protein the way it appears in nature. When you start taking (coughs) magnesium uh, and it's isolated, your body has to process it to assimilate it. And unfortunately, some of the less expensive nutrients that are out on the market have, for example, magnesium oxide. That's ground up rocks. Or magnesium sulfate, which is really (laughs) Epsom salts. You know, take enough of it and it'll clean you out pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you have to start looking at labels. Now, you can have magnesium citrate, for example. Uh, it, it could be the best produced, highest quality, but the energy pattern of the magnesium citrate may not match your energy pattern. So you you really have to look around for the most energy-compatible uh, nutrients that match you because there's um, magnesium malate, and buffered magnesium. I mean, there's a gazillion types of uh, glycinate and so forth, but I'm a fan of magnesium orotate for the simple reason that um, uh, Hans Nieper over in Germany, he was a big proponent of the orotates because that's the way it appears in mother's milk. You have potassium orotate, calcium orotate, magnesium orotate, and it just gets absorbed into the system so much quicker uh, than, than most of these others. So, again, it's all about compatibility and uh, your need for the, the magnesium, which most people do need it. And the name of the game is if you want to stay healthy, you've got to get the right raw materials into your body. You know, drugs are just treating symptoms. So that's my two cents worth of uh, information on magnesium.
0: I think it's great. So let, let's just recap because I think it's important. The best way to get it, of course, is your diet spinach, chard. I'm going to give you a list of ten, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to write them down. And then uh, Jerry, Dr. Jerry can go in. Spinach, chard, pumpkin seed, caper, or or good yogurt, natural yogurt, not this uh, stuff you, this commercial yogurt. Number five, almond. Number six, black beans. Number seven, avocado. Number eight, things. Number nine, my favorite, dark chocolate. Number ten, bananas. Okay, and the Dr. Jerry mentioned the other foods, like salmon, coriander, cashews, goat cheese, and artichokes. So they're they're, they're foods you really want to have in your diet. It's really important. And And you can uh, get
1: organic chocolate, uh, Dr. Ron, like um, 80% chocolate. natural chocolate and one little piece satisfies your sugar cravings. I mean, because it has all the minerals and nutrients in there. You know, it's not like when you're eating that processed white sugar in the, in these chocolate uh, formulas that you can't stop eating it because you get addicted to the sugar, but natural dark chocolate, a small piece and you have no more cravings. It's wonderful.
0: I think, I think that's a great, great uh, point. And, uh, I think the other point you made uh, that most I I never see anybody talking about it is uh, uh, you mentioned about the phytic acid, the foods that can bind up the the, the magnesium, like spinach, right? Spinach is one of the... uh,
1: That's why you have to steam it or boil it, yeah.
0: Exactly. Well, well, you
1: know, it's also interesting, you know, magnesium quiets down the sympathetic nervous system. So people don't realize that in nature, food comes in a perfect balance, so your body can handle it. You know, for example, if you eat celery, the celery is high in sodium, but the leaves are high in potassium. See, there's a balance. And and that's why when you start, you know, imbibing, um, you know, fractionated vitamins that are synthetic, um, it's it's way out of balance how the body, you know, assimilates it. So you're throwing your body way out of out of kilter and then they can't understand why things aren't working right.
0: And, and and that goes to the next point, which is really uh the standard American diet, if you take the first letter of those three words, standard S, American A and D diet, you get the sad diet of America. Doesn't ha doesn't have enough magnesium in it. And you know, for your body to utilize calcium, how many women especially were told to take calcium supplements? And they got zero benefit from it, zero improvement from it, because they needed the magnesium that's the cofactor. So, that's like Dr. Jerry said everything is imbalanced in, in nature, and we have to uh, to do that, in what, especially if we have to have a good diet. Okay? have to really have a good diet. You so talk Dr., about the four uh, food
1: groups, Dr. Ron, the four food groups Wendy's, yep. Mickey D's, Taco Bell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to bring up a story. My mother, every time I think of the word magnesium, I think of milk of magnesia. My mother used to insist we ta- we would take it once a month,
1: whether you need it and or not.
2: If, if you needed it, and I did not need it, thank God. And he kept insisting, and I became a teenager. And I'm playing football on Saturdays, right? And I said, there were mom, I've had it. I don't need the stuff. I can't go to bathroom while I'm on the field. No more. I stopped taking it. No more. <laughs> but it it is a great laxative if you need it. And and it's used for so many other things too. I mean it's it's it, just to get off the subject for a second. It's used in in industry. It's used in elements. And you it's used in alloys. It's, used, it's, a, it's very, very important. It's, it's the ninth most important element on the face of the earth. So, Well, Dr. Really Dan, you important.
1: know, it, you've heard of Jersey tomatoes.
2: They have they're yes. unique oh, yeah. for their unique flavor.
1: Yes. Well, if you take uh, magnesium, the epsom salts, and you take a teaspoon, you mix it into the soil when you plant your tomatoes, plants oh, wow. at the beginning really? of the season, it gives the magnesium, gives it that Jersey delicious taste to it. And it's a simple little thing.
2: So our tomatoes in the back now, we should add some magnesium to them. Well, that's right. At least they won't get a headache on you. (laughs) In in fact, I bought some uh, 90% dark chocolate recently, and I eat almonds every day and all those things you're talking about. I automatically did that, and uh, um, maybe it's just because the body needs it. Although you do have to watch magnesium in one disease. I want to bring up again, myasthenia gravis. Too much magnesium can be a problem. So anybody who might happen to have that very rare autoimmune disease, look it up, check out magnesium, and don't overdose yourself. That's all I have to say about that. Thank you very much. That's important. Uh, Gentlemen, I
0: I have been reading about magnesium oil, and apparently uh, it uh, can increase magnesium levels if applied topically and can lead to really fast absorption. And, and I've read that if you rub magnesium oil on your feet before bedtime, it's great for improving insomnia or twitching or restless leg syndrome. Uh, I have had absolutely zero experience with it, but I just wanted to bring it out to our listeners and ask Dr. Jerry if, if he had any experience with that.
1: Yeah, basically I came up with a little formula where I take the magnesium oil and I take uh, procaine without preservatives, okay, and I take some DMSO. DMSO is made from wood pulp, and it's a diffuser. They used to use it on race horses when they had severe arthritic and painful joints. When you rub DMSO in there, it reduces the inflammation very, very quickly. So the, the key in the equation is the DMSO, and you have to dilute it 50%, because if you use it straight, it's going to cause a real redness and irritation to the skin. But when you mix the DMSO in the equation with the magnesium oil, it drives the magnesium deep into the muscle tissue quickly. The procaine, which is like a topical or local anesthetic, opens up the cell membrane so that the magnesium gets in it quicker it, it's just too simple. And, you know, I put it in a little spray bottle, and sometimes I'll take it with me if I do a long bike ride. If I get a cramp or something, I just spray it on the muscle, and it disappears
2: very quickly. Jerry, can you, you use just... lidocaine or what um, Lidocaine or is, is lidocaine? toxic.
1: Dr. Dan, lidocaine breaks down to aniline, which is a known carcinogen. I, I, oh. I stopped using it about 20 years ago in my practice. I used Sit Nest. But yeah, lidocaine is really not safe in my in my opinion. So okay. I use procaine, which is you know that was I think the first local anesthetic out there, uh, you know, and oh, yeah. and it's simple. You know, you can get it from a compounding pharmacist with no preservatives. And it, I'm telling you, it, it's it's
2: unbelievable. Toxic? That's, that, that's amazing. It's still being used by a lot of dentists and a lot of people. No kidding. Well, of- you know, they, they did a. Um,
1: like an epidemiologic survey, and it takes 20 years for a substance once it's introduced into society to see the impact that it has on the masses. And to the day, the guy that lectured, uh, I think a Dr. Silver, he was an or, um, oral surgeon, he said 20 years to the day that they introduced uh, lidocaine as a dental local anesthetic, uh, the cancer rates like went Pfft, way up, spiked.
2: Wow. That's it. Keep away from lidocaine then. Yeah. I mean, you know, I had one crazy
1: experience. My dad had throat cancer and, you know, trying tried to talk him out of getting the radiation, but he, you know, it's hard to raise parents. They don't listen. Uh, right. And <laughs> when he was in the hospital, the idiots were using topical lidocaine after they burned his throat with the darn radiation. And I called up the doctor and I said, politely, I said, the doctors, you know, do you realize what the breakdown product is of lidocaine? There's dead silence. I said, well, for your information, it breaks down into aniline. The man already has throat cancer, and now you're mm. introducing a substance which is going to exacerbate the problem that he has? I said, what sense does that make? They're brain dead. They, they don't listen. Well, they don't know the information. They just, like robots, they, they do things because this is what's the protocol, and they don't
2: think it through. Well, they were just taught in medical school the uh, Western way, and there's no, no other way, and it's not Absolutely. True. So
1: you really have to do your homework, people. Like anytime a doctor or anybody wants to prescribe a synthetic material to take internally, you better look it up yourself because trust me, you know, they're too busy, you know, partying with the pharmaceutical reps and uh, they're not giving you all the facts.
2: And and when I I, go into the offices, I'm sure you all see it, the pharmaceutical reps are all over the place.
1: Well, absolutely. You know, they send them on golf trips and to Cancun, wherever. And, uh, you know, it's cheaper to spend money to send a doctor to a nice place than putting that in the newspaper because, you
2: know. And I must say, they do look nice when they come in, too. And, uh, you know, they want to be seen by the doctor the way they look. You know what I'm saying? Right. Absolutely. If you look at some of them. And uh, I would say hello when I see them in the office, talk to them, see what company they're with. But that's another story. So All right. Before an we eight. get off the subject, uh, yeah. uh, uh, interesting Dr. subject, Dr. Jerry, magnesium.
0: I I just want to uh, just uh, read something that Dr. Longgren, the past uh, editor of the JAMA's uh, journal, and now working for Medscape, he said, "The sudden, un- sudden, and unexpected, unattended death is probably the most common mode of death in the United States, with an annual estimated incidence of three to four hundred thousand people." I mean that's. <laughs> That, that number really struck me. That's huge. Unexpected, unattended deaths. Okay, so he says the most common causes of death in recent years are heart disease, cancer, chronic lower respiratory disease, unintentional injury, stroke, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and he... he, he, he groups, influenza, and pneumonia together like the CDC does to make it, make it look like you need a flu shot, but we'll talk about that next week. The vast majority of sudden deaths occur outside of a hospital and are unobserved with a cardiac rhythm monitor in place. Anyway, he goes on to say, because of all this, he really thinks that Carrie Fisher, uh, when he analyzed her lifestyle and diet, diet died of a magnesium deficiency, He says that she was 60 years of age, Uh, and of course he he didn't have uh, access to her coronary uh, to her coronary report Uh, and he he, he just said when he assessed everything her sudden collapse in the airplane and subsequent studies he feels that her total magnesium stores should have been done but they weren't and his point is that magnesium deficiency was the cause of her death and he goes on to say that the just, just what we just talked about. Uh, what are the principal sources, and how you should uh, uh, supplement this with three to four hundred milligrams of magnesium a day. The reason I just bring this up is here's a here is a Western cha- train, trained uh, uh, pharmaceutical guy. Maybe saw a little bit of light. I don't know. Well, we're going to have to see. Okay, but he did mention magnesium deficiency as a cause of death. So. Probably the only one I ever read about that, that did that, especially with, you know, the Carrie Fisher incident. All right.
2: Well, you know, uh, another interesting hey, thing.
1: Yeah, You're talking yeah. about the cardiac problems. You know, magnesium is also anti-inflammatory. And, you know, one of the problems today is, as you mentioned in, in numerous shows, that inflammation is the common denominator in degenerative diseases. So heart disease is very prevalent. The magnesium deficiency is very prevalent, and they go hand in hand. And yet, when you go to the doctor or the cardiologist, you'll never hear the word magnesium ever mentioned.
0: No. No, you'll hear calcium channel blockers and all this other stuff. But magnesium is a calcium channel blocker, but they, they have no clue. They don't have a clue. And uh, maybe that might be a good segue into... Uh, into coronary heart disease and inflammation, because uh i 'll just uh look at a few of my notes here. Most of my notes are are digital, but I don't have access to all of them but I know that the use of statins has tripled over the past uh, five year period But Whoa. You know, my question my question to everybody is as the number of myocardial infarctions and deaths from myocardial infarctions, did that change significantly? And of course, you know the answer is no. So why not? So one explanation may be the rise in diabetic disease. I sort of inferred that from my opening remarks with magnesium. Because it, diabetes disease has increased with the use of statins. And that's been in multiple studies. So, what what do we have to do? We've we've handled cholesterol. Cholesterol is not the cause; it's just the end result of something that's going in on in our bodies that's causing this stuff to this antioxidant cholesterol to increase. So, I want to let Dr. Jerry talk a little bit about inflammation. I want to say that maybe we all should be more concerned about getting a C-reactive protein which is twice as sensitive as the LDL to predicting myocardial infarction. And the C-reactive protein is more than just a marker of inflammation because it, it also gives you an idea of what your insulin receptors are doing. And lowering your C-reactive protein is critical to reversing risk, vascular risk and its progression. So statins may offer a modest impact, but there are much better tools out there, ladies and gentlemen, and getting to the cause. And that's what we're always trying to Discover here. What is the cause of the disease? Now, this just put a band aid on it. Let's get to the cause. And if more people, and even except for the American Heart Association, are starting to come around and not thinking that atherosclerosis, this disease of this endothelium lining of our blood vessels, is a direct response to foods and inflammatory, the the, the inflammatory milieu, we'll call it, the the way we live, that we create. And long before the first plaque appears, we can detect inflammation, okay? So why aren't we doing something about it? So cardiovascular disease, in my opinion, is the result of uncontrolled inflammation. And what do inflammatory responses occur with? Well, a whole list of biochemicals uh, uh, actions, but you know what, processed foods, are by nature inflammatory. Why, they have low fiber content, they have sugar, they're processed grains, they may uh, have the ability to break down very quickly the simple sugars driving up your, your, your blood sugar. Insulin rises, triglycerides are stored. So it's a whole cascade of actions that happen from this diet that we, that was forced upon us uh, by Dr. Ansel Keys destroys our gut flora, and the collusion of all these events leads to inflammation. So I have more to say about it. But I know Dr. Jerry has studied this, and I want to want to hear uh, the results of his studies on inflammation. Yeah, I,
1: you know, you said you keep focusing in, and it's my mantra also. I call it the splinter theory. You know, you can put all the mercuric chromiodine, whatever you want, on the splinter, but until you remove it, you're not going to get the healing and reduce the inflammation. So I, I came up with 25 causes of inflammation, and, and some of them are just so, you know, staring your, right in your face, you know, wounds. That's pretty damn obvious. Your pathogens, like you said, viruses, bacteria, mold, fungi. Vaccinations, especially the adjuvants. There's formaldehyde, aluminum, mercury, polysorbital 80, fetal tissue, retroviruses, contamination from the chicken yolks that they're growing, these darn vaccines on. Eating rancid and oxidized fats. I mean, I, I was over at my lady friends last weekend, and she gave me some mixed nuts to eat, and I I put it in my mouth, and two chews, and I said, this is rancid, and she just bought it from, you know, one of the so-called natural food chains, you know, that are out there, so when these darn products sit on the shelf, the fats become rancid, and, and I taste it immediately, um, you mentioned, you know, refined sugar encourages inflammation and also cancer growth, mercury toxicity from, you know, all the fish contamination, dental amalgams, pesticides, plus to the Roundup or glyphosate, they're endocrine disruptors and they increase estrogen, which increases inflammation, hypothyroidism, which we've mentioned numerous times on the different shows, vitamin and mineral deficiency, especially B complex, natural B, not the synthetic garbage that's made from coal tar. Uh, if you don't believe it, take one of these inexpensive big complex vitamins, put it on a teaspoon, hold it over a flame. It'll turn to coal tar because it's made from petroleum products. Natural vitamin A, not the um, the fish oil A, but from beef lipids. Vitamin C from food. Vitamin E and essential fatty acids. When they're deficient, they create inflammatory processes. High fructose corn syrup. We mentioned that Many, many times. Mm -hmm. Smoking causes inflammation. Periodontal disease, gum disease. You brush your teeth and your brush is pink, you got periodontal or gum disease. Stress. I mean we all have stress, but the key is how do we deal with it? That's what makes the difference. Sedentary lifestyle. Couch potato You know, even in the airplane, if you take long trips, I do a lot of international lecturing. I make you sure every hour I get up and I walk up and down the aisle just to get the lymphatics pumping so that my blood doesn't get sticky and I don't drink alcohol. I'll drink bottled water to keep the fluid going. Toxic root canals. They have thioethers, which are related to mustard gas. That creates chronic inflammation. EMFs, overuse of cell phones, Uh, headsets, the earbuds. They fry your brain bilaterally. One seven-minute phone call holding that phone up to your head activates Epstein-Barr virus in your body. It's nuts. Chronic infections, eating too much processed foods, as Dr. Ron mentioned, parasites. I'm not talking about exotic parasites from, you know, the rainforest. I'm talking about giardia, which comes in the public water supply because the darn bugs are resistant to the chlorine. Systemic candida, you know, take too many antibiotics, guess what? These little critters are, you know, running around wild, uncontrolled. Dehydration, you could drink 10 gallons of water. Doesn't mean it's getting inside the cell. That's why you need minerals in your diet to hold the fluid in the cells. Fluoride, it's toxic. It depresses thyroid activity, which causes systemic inflammation. It also impairs antioxidant defense mechanisms in your body. Poor digestion, you get putrefication of the of the gut when the protein breaks down because it's not being digested properly. Abnormal insulin levels, which Dr. Ron you know alluded to, uh, and lastly, the twenty fifth is food allergies. So when you have a low thyroid, you're going to be prone to allergies. When you have toxic gut and leaky gut, the foods are getting partially digested, get into the system, and attacked by the body as a foreign body. So you know, these are common things that we see on a regular basis, and you just have to minimize them. So, anyway, that's just my little input on the causes. And once you start focusing on causes, then you understand how to resolve it, not just mask the darn symptom. When you order um,
2: the uh, cardio, um, the, the CPR, um, do, you want, do you get the usual one, or do you get the cardio-specific one, or both? Jerry. What, what, well, basically, uh, the if I use protein. any
1: test, you want to do the. I'm sorry, I said it
2: back. The C-reactive protein. I'm yeah, sorry.
1: the C-reactive protein. Um, but see, here's the key: if you have elevated C, uh, the, the C-reactive C-P-R. protein, it's not. Yeah, it's not telling you what's wrong. It's just like okay, you got to have high cholesterol, so now we're going to give a medication for the cholesterol. So now you're going to give a medication for the C um, the, the C-reactive protein you're treating yeah you're see you're treating a symptom what's the underlying well, I, cause and what I found Dr. Ron and Dr. Dan is when you start removing the splinters from the body the heavy metals the rancid foods the toxic root canals the parasites the c-reactive protein goes back to normal
0: mm yeah and I think I think that's the reason to get the test, though. And yeah, and you have a baseline.
1: baseline. I light. have, you have a base I've always
0: recommended the high sensitivity C-reactive protein, Doctor Dan. And and now you know, you know, if it's normal, you know, you could always improve. But if it's if it's high, then you have to go and be uh, Inspector Clouseau and find the reason it's high.
2: You okay. too.
0: So I think it's it's important to get as a baseline know where you stand just like when you get the cyber scan. you you see where you where where the toxic yeah, you have metals baseline. are. And, right and that's your baseline then you work on it and see if what you're doing is uh producing results
2: and find the find uh, the cause that's the most important thing where it's that's coming the bottom from the line okay yeah
1: it's mo- right, most of these processes are multifactorial
0: yeah exactly just like you have to heal holistically, you have to look at everything, including the one, one subject we don't talk enough about is the uh, uh, spirit, the attitude, the uh, attitude of gratitude and the uh, positive outlook. That all has to be taken into uh, consideration when you're treating disease. And, and, and you know, we don't eat food anymore, ladies and gentlemen. We consume food, food-like substances. They come from factories, these foods, not fields. And now, as I reported on a couple uh, last month, that uh, Bill Gates wants to wants to make meat in a, in a lab. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We really got to go backwards because if we keep going forwards like this, we're going to be sicker than we already are. And things that do come from fields you know what, now they're genetically manipulated. Instead of being nutritious, they're dangerous. Instead of taking, uh, you know, instead of going on, uh, we, we sit on the French stoop and talk, Dan, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry. Now what do we do? Text, tweet, email, Facebook, and those EMFs. And I'll never forget, I'll tell you, Dr. Russell made an important point in my mind about how mercury just goes right through that blood-brain barrier with those EMFs. So if you want Mercury in your brain, keep talking on the phone. <laughs> Gosh, nope. Right?
1: Absolutely. And, and then, then the earbuds, yeah, the earbuds are twice as bad because it's getting your brain bilaterally instead of unilaterally. Uh,
0: now, I am on my cell phone. I'm using the earbuds, so uh, right. so I don't have a choice to, to bring to the show, but I'm using the AirBuds with, with a piece of metal to to, to stop the waves from getting to my head, but I would rather not even use these at all. But I am using them today.
1: But they're safe. I mean, Doctor um, uh, Talmore right. showed on his website that using the air tubes creates no radiation, so that's not a problem. It breaks but that but th- that uh, continuity from the phone up into the brain with the uh, air. Air sections. But I want to share something really uh, important because we're getting into the flu season, and I know we're going to talk about that next week, but I just want to share this with our listening audience because it's so darn important. You know, they talk about fevers and inflammation. Well, you know, that's a natural response to the body, just like elevated cholesterol. It's there for a reason to make hormones to meet the emergency. But this craziness with taking aspirin to suppress the fever. Uh, there was a double blind study conducted by Dr. Falk and he found that flu patients given aspirin were disabled twice as long and had three and a half times more complications as those who were given sugar pills. So, the aspirin will make you worse because it increases the cell membrane permeability, enabling the virus to spread more easily throughout your body. Mm-hmm. Don't take aspirin when you got fever. The fever's there for a reason. It's a reaction of the body to rev up the immune system. It's not a disease.
0: Yeah, symptoms, a group of symptoms don't mean a disease. It could mean the body trying to heal itself. Uh, that's the point exactly. I was trying to make. It does just because uh, some somebody grouped a, a, uh, symptoms together. So you got a disease because you have ABC. That's not so true because your body may be trying to heal itself. Your body doesn't want to kill itself, ladies and gentlemen. It wants to heal. We well, have to help it along. Is that is that a good point, Jerry?
1: Absolutely. I mean, inflammation is there for a reason. It it triggers off the immune system to start working. It sends the white blood cells there to gobble up the toxins. And and when you impede that, you're just allowing the disease process. It's like kind of keep printing money to buy your way out of a recession. It's the same concept. You just keep kicking the can down the road. And when it comes at the end of the line, it's even worse than if you would have solved it 20 years before.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let, let, let's let's finish up on inflammation uh, because sure. you, you, you may have some words about some nutrients that uh, – uh, our listeners could take but I want to just say before you do that that but clean food and clean water and good sleep and a little exercise is really, that's, that's a great starting point ladies and gentlemen uh, See, it's and too simple we,
1: Dr. Ron it's too simple
0: uh, oh my gosh really <laughs> and, and the, <coughs> excuse me and some meditation when you're exercising I mean that can help balance your cortisol levels so if we really want to be healthy, ladies and gentlemen, we have to go backwards a little bit. Uh, and, and yours truly, along with Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, we have to try and lead you and educate you in healthy lifestyles. You don't need a lot of tools and gadgets, okay? Uh, and we have to we have to just keep spreading this simpleness, okay? We've got to race backwards, not forwards. So, Dr. Jerry, uh, what... Uh, supplements. If, if you have a lot of inflammation going on, besides getting back to basics with a good diet, good water, and so forth, are there any supplements you recommend our listeners? Support? Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, we're all familiar with vitamin A, but I'm not referring to the fish oil vitamin A. I'm referring to the beef lipid source. It's a big difference. In fact, uh, when um, Royal Lee did his research back in the 30s and 40s, he was showing that vitamin A, beef lipid source. Okay, reduced the cholesterol. Okay? But when they did the experiment with fish oil, it didn't have any impact. It's because it doesn't have the same physiologic response. So the key here is this Dr. Eli Cipher, Cypher, PhD, associate professor of biochemistry at Albert Einstein College of Medicine, wrote that vitamin A increases the immune response and shortens the duration of the illness. But you need the beef lipid source of A. Now, I use Standard Process. They have a product called Cataplex A that's from beef lipids. It's a big difference than the fish oil A. So if you can get your hands on that, I know a lot of the chiropractors uh, usually sell Standard Process in their practice, but that's the big difference. Physiologically, you want to get the right source. Magnesium, there was a U.S. National Survey found that American adults, which you referred to earlier, uh, had deficiencies in magnesium big time, and it caused elevated CRP levels You know, compared to those who had the normal amounts of uh, magnesium. Uh, so the survey found that 68% of the sample consumed less than the uh, RDA of magnesium. So just putting magnesium into your body is going to help reduce your C-reactor protein levels because it's a response. It's an indicator b6 low b6 status was associated with higher um the c-reactive protein levels so a low circulating level of b6 is a risk factor for cardiovascular disease okay and it also helps with magnesium to reduce kidney stones so you know they have multiple purposes you're not taking these things as drugs you want them food based food based when you go into that health food store your mantra to the salesperson is, do you have food-based B vitamins, food-based magnesium, food-based vitamin C? You know, drive them nuts, but teach it. you're also going to educate them because they can't continue to sell this fractionated synthetic vitamins and think you're going to get well. Vitamin C, adequate dietary intake of this antioxidant vitamin C is also important because free radicals are pro-inflammatory. So high vitamin C levels were also associated with lower C-reactive protein. Vitamin C may help protect against diseases with inflammatory components such as coronary heart disease and gout. The key is ascorbic acid is not vitamin C. It's only the antioxidant fraction. And most vitamin C, unfortunately, okay, are made from corn, which is genetically modified. So... The vitamin C I use is made from Indian gooseberry. It's 100% natural, and we get unbelievable results with our patients. Okay, vitamin D, several human studies associated with vitamin D deficiency or impaired vitamin D status with various inflammatory diseases such as Crohn's and other inflammatory bowel diseases. Vitamin D status may also be linked to cardiovascular disease and certain cancers it helps rev up the immune system it's a hormone. and you know you have to expose your your back or your chest to the sun not just your arms and your, and your face osteoporosis vitamin d insufficiency can be an important etiological factor especially for older adults again osteoporosis it's a result it's not a disease that's the key in the whole equation you have a, there was a multinational 18 different countries um that had a survey of more than 2,600 postmenopausal women with osteoporosis revealed that 64% of the subjects had low vitamin D levels. We're talking like 30 nanograms per milliliter. You wanna get it up to 50 to 70 nanograms per milliliter. So again, the name of the game is getting the real source of the nutrient is gonna help counteract the disease process. All these disease processes are nothing more than a breakdown of the immune system and a lack of nutrients. Uh, Cancer, recent systemic review of meta-analysis of 16 retrospective studies, uh, you're talking like 137,000 subjects reported 11% reduction in total cancer incidence and a 17% reduction in cancer mortality with each 20 nanograms per milliliter increase in circulating vitamin D, three levels. That's the key. You've got to get the right form of the vitamin D, not irradiated lanolin. Most vitamin D3 products out there are irradiated lanolin. It's toxic. The Royal Lee said this back in the 30s and 40s. It's poisonous. You've got to get it from a food-based source or fermented. Vitamin E, tremendous effects on inflammatory process due to its antioxidant functions, the alpha-tocopherol. It exerts an anti-inflammatory effect through a number of different mechanisms. And it decreases, again, your C-reactive protein and pro-inflammatory cytokines. Your carotenoids, again, the yellow-orange pigment, the red pigment, synthesized by plants. So when you eat plants, you're getting all the different carotenoids, not some fractionated synthetic garbage. In the tomatoes, you have your lycopenes mixed with good olive oil. Okay? That is an antioxidant. Grapefruit red watermelon, guava, they help, and also astaxanthin from salmon, shrimp, and other seafoods. These are all wonderful source of carotenoids that are anti-inflammatory. So these are just some of the, the key components. And it's, you know, if you eat real food, you're going to get this stuff, not synthetic, you know, manufactured, taste good, you know, colored good,
0: size, you know, enhanced.
1: That's it. Use the simple I think stuff.
0: It's great. I think it's really great. And like we always talk to you about it, and Dr. Jerry and myself and Dr. Dan, if you shop around the outside of the, of the supermarket, that's where the fresh stuff is. When you start going up and down the aisles, and you get the canned stuff, the bpa line, uh soups, and uh, everything else that's not good for you. And what does it cause, ladies and gentlemen? You should know by now. Inflammation. So... Inflammation can we 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 can associate associate inflammation with almost every chronic disease. Uh, I just wanted just to, to, just to say one thing because you know I've been an anti statin person since the day they came out on the market, but I found something I want to just share with you. It's from 2011. It's called the Nielsen N I L S S O N study. It was conducted by a governmental agency. Seeking to assess the benefit of statins. Wait to hear this, and I I bet you no no cardiologist has ever talked to you about this. Researchers studied four million people over a five year period and tracked the use of statins, and they reported. Wait to hear this. They saw no evidence that statins reduced cardiovascular events or risk aviat the study did not have a pharmaceutical funded bias and it dwarfs every other study you can talk about just by, in sheer numbers 4 million people so wow. my new saying after my hero Ronald Reagan he used to say trust but verify I now say verify then trust you must verify your facts ladies and gentlemen it, it's crazy out there. Uh, we're being controlled to, to a, uh, a significant extent of what we're being fed by the mainstream media, by people that have vested interests, and by the big pharmaceutical company.
1: And let me just join in here one second and go to your compelling pharmacist and ask him about all these drugs that you're taking because if you don't get a handle on this polypharmacy, that in itself can kill you. And, you know, you have a beautiful friend and ally and a compounding pharmacist, and your, your buddy even Naples, you know, he, this is what you need. You need someone that has accurate information that's going to help save your life because, you know, two bad drugs together, no one knows what the byproducts are, and they could do you in.
0: And, you know, since you mentioned uh, the Joe Catalano, he is a friend of the show, and he just opened up a pharmacy in Fort Myers called Apothecare 360, and he has two consultation rooms devoted to privacy and going through your drugs with you. And So in the privacy of an office, he can go through every drug that you have and, and point out what's good and what's bad for you. So thank you for bringing up uh, Joe's name. But Apothecare 360 for you, for those of you that are in Fort Myers, Naples, Bonita Springs area, uh, great, lots of facilities, a compounding pharmacist, he has the negative pressure, he can make anything for you.
1: Now, just as a quick aside, will, will he do like a phone consult with people?
0: He might. So if I we have listeners, you have to ask them. I will ask them about it. And then, and look, in the, in the, and for full disclosure purposes, uh, Dr. Ron, uh, my son, is probably going to put a cryotherapy unit in that in his uh, pharmacy. Great. So, uh yeah, I can ask Joe if he's going to do uh, – uh, he or his pharmacist uh, associate are going to do phone consultations. But I think that's a great point that that I forgot about a lot, so I'm glad you brought that up, Jerry. Yeah,
1: because you know we have so many listeners from all over the place. I mean, you give me the demographics from different countries and people. I mean, even if they sent an email and did a little consultation, at least it could save their life.
0: Uh, and you know what? It's not. It I'll have that information for, for the show next week.
1: Okay, great. Thank, I'll thank
0: you. I definitely have that. And, and we, we're gonna we have to talk about uh, flu and uh, and you're gonna be bombarded by every CVS, uh, Walgreens, uh, the fire department. Uh, uh, who else is gonna be giving out flu shots? Uh, we're gonna have to really set you straight on the numbers. And uh, as Dr. Jerry said, the CDC has a vested interest in this because they are a flu bus. They are a vaccine buyer. Okay, so you're not going to hear anything good from them about, and you're not going to hear any truth, I should say.
1: Yeah, they are so independent we'll to, corporation. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm going to talk more about facts. I mean, everybody, you got we have, you know, instead of getting your facts right, we got to get our FATS right, our facts right, and we have to talk that you need good butter and olive oil and coconut oil, cod liver oil, and we'll talk about that next week also. All right, Great. so let's uh, wrap it up, Jerry. Dr. Yes. Dan, I think we're going to wrap it up. Dr. Dan, what you got for us?
2: Well, what I what I have for you is, don't forget, whatever the mind of man can conceive and believe it can achieve. Napoleon Hill, I mentioned that before. You not only have to do the right thing, but believe in what you're doing. And if you believe it, it's more apt to happen, because your body, along with God and yourself, will make the particular vitamin C or vitamin E or carotenoid or lycopene, whatever it is, work better. That's what I really believe, and I believe we should pray for all these people that are really suffering like in Puerto Rico and and uh, places that have been totally destroyed because Puerto Rico, if you if you uh, uh, translate it, means beautiful port, and we want to make it a beautiful port again, and you spent a lot of time there, Ron, and you, you know about it, so we've got special prayers for them and, and for Florida and for all the other places that were destroyed during, during all these terrible episodes. So let's hope no more happened for a long time. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. You're welcome. And Jerry?
1: And my words of wisdom is that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. The key in That's the equation it. is you, if you can handle whatever's thrown at you, it reduces the stress. But if you just go off the deep end you know, you're gonna destroy yourself. So go out and hug a tree and have fun and we'll be with you and see you next week. Especially when you don't have electricity
2: for eleven or twelve days, then you just or you don't have an internet, then you just find something else to make you happy, right? Absolutely. Okay. And
0: just remember there are more airplanes in the ocean than there are submarines in the sky.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ron. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: you'd make a good well, airline commercial
0: <laughs> you, you, you've been zigging me every week I had to come back with one <laughs> you, you should on you like to to Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored with Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry trying to bring you up to the minute news that you can use uh, so we'll be back next week uh, talking about the flu fats in your diet and how to keep things natural and simple and uh, the body-mind connection. So uh, thank you for listening. Uh, We have a website on on Facebook, Dr. Ron Unfiltered Uncensored. We have an email address, docronradio at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We are on Google, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Blueberry, uh, Google Play, but most people know iTunes. We are on their iTunes podcast now. Every... Over 200 episodes can be listened to at your leisure. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your support. Uh, Upcoming shows will be Dr. Bennett Amalu uh, on concussion and uh, Todd Davis on uh, CBN and hemp uh, treatment. Uh, Things got a little bit delayed here with Irma, but we'll get back on schedule and let you know the schedule next week. So thank you, gentlemen. See you
2: on the radio next week.
0: Good
2: night. And radio, God bless you. Good night. Good night. Buenos Aires.
0: Well, it didn't go off, but we'll get it off.